Hi, welcome back to this week's episode of Behind the Baron. I'm your host, Rip Ripley, joined again by Senior Jones Deschamps. Jones, thanks for joining us this week. Yep, I'm excited, ready to go, ready to talk about some, some Baron sports again. That's right, some Baron athletics. And really, we kind of get to the end of the fall season here. It's, it's really just football at this point. Um, but we did it. We took a week off last week. Uh, apologize for that. Kind of got caught up in some other stuff. And, and first week of basketball and just didn't have time to grab somebody to record. So we did take a week off. Um, but we want to talk a little bit about the – uh, especially the football playoff win last week. We'll round up a couple of things we missed out on the week before with um, us not recording last week. But um, let's start off with football and talk about big, big playoff win, big Baron win on uh, on Friday night against Northwood. Yeah, I think it's – I mean, it's really cool to watch those guys go out. I know we've – that's the second straight year we've strung together a, a quarterfinal win. So it's really, really almost like a stepping stone, kind of working your way up. Of course, we're going to talk about it later, but we have this semifinal game coming up on Friday – but almost building off of last year, kind of mm-hmm. like the hunger to, to go back to that semi semifinal game and to and to um and to kind of redeem yourself almost. Yep. But but going ahead and putting your foot down on on the gas pedal and, and getting the getting the job done last Friday was really important for the guys. Yeah, you know, Northwood's a team that's got a pretty explosive offense, and so the game was never really out of reach until the end. I mean, even though the, the Barons, you know, we wrapped up a couple score lead. I think we got up to three scores at one point, and then Northwood scored a quick touchdown and kind of brought it back to two. And then obviously at the end we were able to pull away a little bit. Uh, but a lot of different guys stepping up. Obviously Clark Kenny back in action, uh, which is exciting. Ford got to come into the end and, and, and finish the game off for us again. But, um, you know, Clark being back, and what was, what was kind of the morale like amongst the guys having him back out there? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely – Definitely a, a big difference. You see, I mean, it's just a senior leader thing. It's mm-hmm. not even as a player thing because, I mean, as we all know, Ford Wilder got the job done. He yeah. went in there for almost three three consecutive weeks mm-hmm. and, and got it done. Did his work, clocked in every day in practice. But having that senior guy, the 18-year-old that's been commanding yeah. the offense for almost three years, everybody just has a little bit more of, like, oomph in what mm-hmm. they're doing, a little bit more will to win, I guess. And, of course, that comes with time and that comes with age and wisdom. Yeah. But having him out there is just a, a great um, a, a great motivator, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that, you know, like you said, Ford, you know, got thrown in that first game against Florence Christian, but then the last two weeks uh, did a great job, kind of kind of came in and, and got two big victories for us, led us to wins over Heathwood and John Paul too. And, um, you know, but having Clark able to come back to that first-round playoff game, obviously a big boost to our offense. Um, an offense that saw, you know, we set, we had Dylan Jones and, and Miles Van Patten uh, both score uh, touchdowns again. Clark able to get the engine a couple times. Uh, Blake really able to score from multiple ways, right? We had a, we had a, a receiving touchdown, a kickoff return for touchdown, and an interception for the touchdown. Uh, he was our Heinz Furniture Player of the Week nominee for this week. But let's talk about that game for Blake a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's – it's it's of course skis is more centered around you have less players so that mm-hmm. almost increases the amount of participation these players have to have to do right yeah. so Blake of course is playing on the special teams he's on the defense mm-hmm. he's on the offense and you're not going to lose many games and you have one player scoring mm-hmm. a touchdown in three different yeah. in three different kind of ways so you always talk about protecting the ball mm-hmm. but you never talk about going to get the ball from the other yeah, team yeah, and Blake yeah. did that in three different ways so it's just really mm-hmm. hard. As a, as a Northwood head coach to kind of figure yeah. out how to stop that. I stop it. And, and, and he did a great job on one of their better receivers for the majority of the game, um, you know, kind of locking him down a little bit. It had the interception turn for a touchdown. Uh, we had a few other turnovers. I think Landon had interception. I think we had a fumble recovery in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, turnovers, a defense creates some turnovers, really big for us. And, um, you know, just a, a great win. Northwood, a, a program all year that's got some dudes and, and some guys that were, that were pretty good athletes. And, um, you know, we had two – 
uh, really effective wins over them. And, and offensively, we were able to kind of run our game plan a little bit uh, like Coach Recky likes to do and be methodical in our plays and, and what mm-hmm. we try to run. And it really worked against them. Shifting gears into this weekend, we, we returned for the state semifinal rematch of last year's game. And we're kind of hoping to, to, to repeat from the standpoint of last year. They came to our field and got the win. We're hoping to return that favor sure. uh, uh, this year, heading over to Florence Christian uh, for the game tonight. Um, you know, Florence Christian, obviously the game where Clark got hurt and Ford had to kind of step in right. real quick. We were, you know, up 7 nothing inside the 10, driving in the field. Um, you know, have Clark get hurt, end up missing that field goal. And so you're going from a spot where we're potentially up 14 nothing to it's only 7 nothing, and they came down and scored, make it 7-7. You know, totally changed that, the, fo- the flow of that game a little bit. Um, you know, but what, what's kind of the thought of the guys as we get ready to, to take on the state semifinal matchup? Yeah, I've from, from just asking around, the two keys that I've heard are take care of the ball mm-hmm. and time of possession. Of mm-hmm. course, two or three or four weeks ago, however long ago it was on homecoming, we had a point that we were, we were getting the ball at half, Mm-hmm. And we had a chance to go down and score with less than two minutes left mm-hmm. already in their own territory. Yeah. And, of course, we, we fumbled the ball a little bit, gave it back to them, prevented mm-hmm. them from scoring. But, again, that momentum in, yeah. in football is so important, especially when you have home field advantage in a mm-hmm. homecoming game. But, but going down to Florence Christian, taking care of the ball and, and controlling the time of possession and momentum is really important for wanting to, to, to take over a team that's so run dependent as Florence yeah. Christian is, which works for them. Yeah, and I mean, really, both teams. I mean, I think both coaches, Coach Recky and Coach Neil Minton over at Florence, are guys that have made their 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 money over the years on being methodical running teams, whether it be in the wishbone yeah. like Neil does, or in the veer more like we do, um, or variations of those. You know, I know talking to the coaches, I've, I've the last few weeks I've enjoyed. We have our little summer speed practice, which is a little group that we run. Um, they have practice at the same time. The coaches are meeting for film, and so I always. You know, Jack and I all pop in there at the end of practice mm-hmm. and just kind of watch film sure. with Coach Shrek and his staff. And, um, you know, I know one of the challenges is Forest Christian does offer a lot of different formations. And so it's interesting over the weeks kind of hear how we try to prepare for those different things. Um, you know, every team has a few things they do really well. And then they try to do other things and see if they work in certain teams. And, I mean, even some crazy plays that Florence Christian against Pinewood, um, they had like a, a double pass – back to the quarterback on, like, a yeah, seam like a route. Like, it was, like, a thing. crazy – I mean, yeah. they – you know, Neil Minton definitely has some some tricks in his bag. And, um, you know, they, they showed a good medium against Pinewood, I think, when they tried to beat them a couple weeks ago in the regular season, um, which ended up really being for the number one overall seed. We didn't mm-hmm. know it at the time, but that game determined the number one seed. And so I think that that two two really veteran coaches, two guys that have been in Skeezer for – I mean, Neil's been in – you know, he was at Cotton Prep for a long time, had a lot of success – Coach Brock Miller down there, he and Coach Recky actually have a relationship going back that far to when Neil was at Calden and and Coach Recky was at Calhoun, mm-hmm. and then they both have kind of moved you know up to, to bigger schools over the years and have had success at these levels as well. So um, really good coaching matchup tonight, I feel like, um, and, and it's going to come down to doing little things, taking care of the ball or forcing turnovers. It's going to be big, uh, limiting the other team's stars. Obviously, we know Florence Christian, Jules Huntley, uh, their star running back, who is one of the few guys that actually has more rushing yards and touchdowns. Than Dylan does right now yeah. in Skiza, um, you know, and so so stopping the team star power is going to be really important uh, tonight. And and I will say at our place a couple weeks ago, I felt their you know second and third guys did step up a little bit. You know, we sure. we did a good job against Jules. Yeah. The number five, number I think it was thirty seven. I think was their fullback maybe uh, stepped up and made some plays that that you know were when they needed them. Um, definitely a run dependent team in mm-hmm. in Florence Chris, I think. I do my podcast with Coach Minton every week for Skiza. I think he told me I think they're averaging like 25 yards passing a game right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> like they just it's just not what they do. And so I For think sure. that putting them in situations where they have to do that will be to our advantage. So getting those stops on first, second down and, and trying to make um, you know plays happen to force them into things they're uncomfortable doing, just like they'll be trying to do to us. So uh, should be a good game. Games at seven thirty over at Florence Christian. There's some information posted on the website. Um, this got some like parking maps and things like that. It is a skis of playoff game, so admissions gonna be twelve and five. It's cash only. Um, but please make the trip. I know it's Veterans Day week and we have school on Friday, but uh, get a chance to to play the state semifinals again and an opportunity. But we saw last year, you know, losing a close to Florence in the semis, and then Florence took PD yeah. down to the wire in the state yeah, championship. I, was that in a second, I mean, so. I, I think that that same scenario is going to be this year. I mean, Pinewood and Hilton Head Christian on the top side are two good teams. But you know we've shown we can play with we can beat Hilda Christian mm-hmm. Pinewood's a team that's you know some teams have shown so I, I think it's gonna be a really competitive finals and it would be awesome to be a part of that. Yeah, I, a lot of ta- a lot of that is just talking about the excitement of this game, mm-hmm. the semifinal game. Of course, you already have the the anticipation of kind of getting your get back or per yep. se for 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 last year and for homecoming this year, but. You don't even you you can't leave any tricks left in the bag yeah. on on semifinal night because you saw it last year where a PD team that probably outmatched Florence Christian mm-hmm. in almost every aspect went into overtime and had to mm-hmm. win on a two point conversion in that state championship. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. I mean, there right. there there is liable to be anything mm-hmm. that that you can imagine to be on this game on Friday. So of course, like he said, encourage people to go out, students. Bring your drums, bring everything you can find, oh, yeah. because I think I think a big crowd kind of bringing your home field advantage to an away game could be really important to, to punch in your ticket to a state championship. That's right, and we kind of did that last year when we played there in the regular season, got a big win at their place during the season last year. Had a good crowd there to, to cheer the guys on, and um, definitely going to be a good, a good, good environment, an old school environment. Um, yeah, and there's Bucky's in Florence too. So got to go to Bucky's. Yeah, if, you, if, you can't, <laughs> if nothing else. There, Got to get some buggies. Yep, yep. Um, you know, do want to touch real quick, uh, kind of wrap up the fall season. We did have the the Skis All-Star Volleyball game since we talked last. Um, had a bunch of our girls had to play. Uh, uh, Aubrey was on a college visit, so we weren't able to play. But Riley, Maggie, Sully, um, Mackenzie Gray, and Olivia all played. And then our coaching staff kind of helped coach it. Uh, always a fun environment to, to have that going on here. And and our girls get, get to be well represented. So uh, congratulations to those girls on, on getting to play one more game here. Um, you know, in our in our gym's always fun. Yeah, I think the big thing is is of course you hear people talk about those all star games. The coolest thing mm-hmm. is you get that one last run. You get mm-hmm. to meet new people, get new faces. But the coolest part is is that it was here yeah. at Wilson Hall, being able to host it in your home gym, kind of bounce around a different court, yeah. meet new new teams, meet new people, meet yeah. new coaches, kind of just get exposed to that that different. Um, tournament almost yeah. kind of aspect is really really cool for those girls yeah and for the volleyball we do and we started doing this a few years ago but it's kind of a neat format you play like you have our teams so our teams like the south 4a 3a 4a team sorry south 4a for volleyball and uh but we got to play a 4a team a 3a team a 2a team and a 1a team and so you got you get a really cool experience of playing a lot of different people a lot of different styles of play a lot of yeah. different levels um, and everyone got it. Like, even the 1A team, they got to play a 1A, a 2A, a 3A, a 4A. Yeah. So, kind of neat to see how that all shakes out. Actually, one of the 1A teams is one of the better teams. They actually yeah, went 3-1 the day. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's really cool to see. Even though you talk through all these divisions, mm-hmm. there's really no drop-off yeah. level of competition. I was, oh, yeah. Of course, I was there, and I would look at it and be like, yeah. there's like I, I couldn't tell what level which was, was. was which division because all those all those girls. Yeah, a couple of the referees, when they were even reporting scores, and they'd say, like, yeah, oh, the 3A team won. Over the it was over a one A team. I was like, Are you sure? Like that one A team hadn't lost yeah. yet. They're like, yeah, that team of them. Like, yeah, that's the one A team. They're like, oh, I thought yeah, that was a three A team. Sure. You know, they those, just assume crazy. Um, you know, based on based on who won the game. So cool experience for them. Congratulations to those girls. 
Um, you know, kind of wrapping up again the fall season. We're getting into basketball, and we're not going to talk too much about basketball because we we are still for the boys' side. You know, we're still kind of waiting for football before we can mm-hmm. go full full send on it. But um, you know, we'll talk a lot about basketball over the winter because that'll be our main sport that we'll talk about, along with bowling and equestrian and um, and, and a little bit of sporting clays in there as well. Um, but but how, how's basketball going so far? What's what's the energy like out there with the boys? Yeah, I think everybody's excited. Everybody's hyped. Of course, we're still pulling for the football boys, but the complicated part of it is just obviously navigating a schedule. You mm-hmm. got to work around. Um, of course, there's all all what six or seven. Mm-hmm. We're adding a new a new B team level basketball team yep. this year. Then you got to navigate around the cheerleaders working yeah. in with the football guys coming in and out of the gym. The hard part, of course, is and there's no school Friday, so we're just yeah. navigating a whole different schedule for it. But I think the morale's high. People are ready to go. Locker rooms feeling good. Mm-hmm. Got everything. Um, gym wax. Got everything ready to go. So I think that. We're, we're, we're ready to go. We're fired up and, and yep. ready to get out for practice. That's right. And so we've got, you know, practice has kind of been going on kind of for the boys. A, a JV varsity has been kind of combined while we have the football guys. The girls, you know, they've already gone through tryouts and they've kind of picked their teams. they got B-team, JV, and varsity. Um, got some new coaches. I'll, I'll mention those real quick. I know with Coach Rector, um, he's got uh, Kendra Hoover is helping out with the varsity girls. She helped with our yep. B-team girls a little bit last year, but she's had a lot with player development uh, over the summer. Her and Rita Hidalgo, our B-team coach, I've done a really good job in the offseason of trying to get girls in the gym to do some workouts and things like that. Um, Emma Ayers is going to help out the varsity as well, as well as Coach McCord once football gets over. Uh, JV team Marvin Haley is going to be the head coach again. Um, and he's got uh, Emily Jackson's helping them out. She's also going to help, yep. kind of like she does with the track teams in the spring, kind of with the, the strength and conditioning element for the girls, which is really awesome. Something we're really trying to get everyone to buy into a little bit. Um, and then uh, the, the Griffins are, are out of retirement. Coach yeah. Johnny Griffin, uh, old right. B-team coach, uh, he's helping out Coach uh, Haley with the JVs. And then his son, Zach Griffin, who also helped B-team boys for a while, he's going to help read out with the B-team girls. Uh-huh. So uh, got a lot of new faces on the girls' side. Boys' side, uh, most of our staff's the same. We've got the varsity boys. We've got Abe Blood, who held out last year, uh, Coach Morrison and Coach Watford, uh, Tyler Baumuller, Tyler Baumuller, um, a family that's been around Sumner for a long time. Um, he is going to help with the, the JVM varsity boys a little bit. We're kind of combining our staffs a little bit to help each other out a little bit more. Coach Sheridan, Coach Sean Hansen helping with the JVs again. And then the, the B teams, we've got um, we've got Reed Schwartz. I'm already getting back, so I'm confusing him now because his brother Greer Schwartz is back and is helping out. Uh, he's going to help yeah. him on his staff this year, which I'm excited to get Greer in the fold a little bit and to help out. And then um, uh, Stephen Brown and Jesse Mathis will help B team again. And then you mentioned the sixth grade team. We've got some awesome parents that are helping out to that up for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had 13 kids come out in the sixth grade. They're going to be their own little team this year playing a handful of games in January. But Sean and Molly Matthews helping us out with that. And Kevin Blaylock, uh, they're, he, they're new to the, uh, the Wilson Hall family this year. Um, he's helping them as well. We may have a few other parents that may pop in and help out. I keep trying to get Coach O'Hare to do it because uh, he's got a grandson yeah. they're playing. But – he says he's retired, so he just wants yep. to be granddad now. So I understand. But I think the kids, I told him, I said, you got to come to a few practices and just be Coach O'Hare. And, mm. you know, the kids would love that. They've got to experience. Yeah, they've got to sure. experience Coach O'Hare a little bit. But, um, you know, really exciting times with, with all that going on. Um, I do know our equestrian team did have a, a show last weekend. Um, had a really good show a couple of weekends ago. Got reserve champions uh, at one of their shows. Last weekend was a little bit tougher. Uh, I was talking to Coach. Emily Jackson, uh, who's helping with that as well, she said that it was over at Camden and that they should, you know, in the question, they like draw horses. So you don't necessarily ride your horse Correct. in the show. And she just kind of said, yeah, it had some tough draws, tough course. Mm-hmm. I think it was Camden's first time hosting a high school show. And so she said there were some bumps there that mm-hmm. they were, you know, helping them with. 
Um, you know, we usually go over to Tally Ho in Timminsville as our normal, like, home course, so to speak. Um, but she said it was a tough one. But saw some girls do some good things and um, definitely going to try to get them on the podcast and do an interview with them to kind of give some more light to the equestrian team because um, that's a group of girls that does a lot of stuff on their own. They practice on their own, you know, off campus, obviously. We don't have a, a horse stable on campus here. So they've got to they got to go out. To, to, you know, a lot of them have their own horses that they maintain and keep themselves. Um, really a cool sport and a, and a cool um, group that we'll, we'll continue to shine some light on as we go forward. Um, but, yeah, so winter season's kicking off, fall season kind of wrapping up. But but hopefully not for a couple more weeks. we got the varsity football team, as we said, heading over to Forge Christian uh, Friday night to play the, the Golden Eagle. No. They're, they're just the Eagles. Just the Eagles. Yeah, it's PD with the Golden Eagles. Eagles. That's right. Yep. Uh, to play the Eagles of Florence Christian in, in a semifinal rematch of last year. And um, definitely, if you can't come out, tune in WDXY. Uh, Coach O'Hare and I will be on the call for away games. You can also tune into the Graybird Media live stream yep. um, and, and hear us, hopefully hear us. We've had some audio issues the past couple weeks. Yep. Uh, but hopefully hear us and see, uh, tune in and watch the game. If you're not able to make it too far, so maybe you got vacation plans out of town. But if you're in Sumter, really, really want to encourage you to come on over. Uh, it's only about a 15 minute drive to, to Florence Christian, and uh, we'd love to see everybody out there. So, Jones, appreciate you joining and doing it with us again. And uh, for everybody else listening, we'll hopefully see you Friday night. If not, tune in next week for another episode. Thank you. Yep. Perfect.